KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Let's dig into the week that was in the American economy as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice at the Villanova School of Business. We talk Governor Wolf's budget proposal, jobs numbers, and why you should care about something called the Treasury Yield Curve. Give a listen. Well, let's start first Friday of the month. Always big for the jobs numbers. Uh, 49,000 jobs were added in January. Uh, unemployment actually falls from 6.7% to 6.3%. Uh, first, just your, what did you think? Did that number come in about what you thought, higher, lower, or where did it fall on the spectrum of what you were expecting? Well, I am always optimistic, uh, Matt, as you have known me to be. And I was happy with 49,000 jobs. As I said to you off the air, it could have been going in the opposite direction. And it's actually a lot better than what we saw in December. Uh, I do know that the that the economy is still slow to recover. We see that. And that could be the reason why the Fed is holding interest rates low. But I'm happy to see that if we have 50,000 jobs this month, as the economy opens up towards spring, I think we're going to see some nice things happening after April of this year. For people that that don't follow this this closely, 50,000, obviously any gain is a good number, but it's not a huge number. But unemployment going, the unemployment number goes from 6.7% to 6.3%. That's a pretty big drop. How do we uh, kind of square that circle with only 50,000 jobs, but having the unemployment rate fall that much? Right, Matt. Now, usually we would add 200,000 jobs a month and economists are still under the impression that we're not in a pandemic. You and I know we are. So for to say 50,000 jobs is not a lot. I think during these times that are unnormal, that's a lot. So some people have taken advantage of either early retirement plans, uh, maybe drop out of the workforce, go part-time instead of full-time, uh, cash in on their 401ks that were doing pretty good the past couple of years. Uh, so the people are leaving the labor force for whatever reason. And maybe they're moving away to other places, closer to other family members, uh, maybe to closer to climates that are warmer. So that's one reason why you're seeing the unemployment rate go down, but I'll take 6.3 during this pandemic. Uh, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, uh, a state budget proposal, about $38 billion. Um, I mean, he's dealing with the Republican legislature, so uh, there's going to be a lot of work on this uh, if it gets through it all. Uh, What do you see here? It looks like taxing the wealthy uh, a good amount but uh, not the bottom two-thirds, if I'm reading correctly? You are correct. I don't know why people are surprised by Governor Wolf. With Governor Wolf, you get what you see is what you get with him. He he always talked about tax increases. He always talks about putting more funding into public schools. I don't know why economists are surprised by him. You, like I said, what you see is what you get. And he is taking a look at the state income tax. Right now, it's at 3.07% for everybody, but it could go as high as 4.49%, but that would be for the highest wage earners. Some people will get a tax decrease out of this when it's all said and done, depending whether you file single, married, how many dependents you may have, and that would be a good thing, as we had talked about the past couple weeks. What have you, I know you're plugged in with a lot of municipalities, Uh, any initial reactions to the budget that you've heard? Uh, Most of the municipalities, other than the cities of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, are fine with it because what they're seeing is they don't get a lot of state aid. Uh, 
Uh, they may get some state aid in the form of pension money, but they don't get state aid the way school districts do, public school districts. So public school districts are very pleased to see the proposals that are put forth by Governor Wolf, such as raising the um, annual wages of starting salaries of school teachers, for instance. $1.9 trillion stimulus, coronavirus relief, however you want to frame it, that uh, we've been talking about for weeks. Uh, big overnight, a big uh, vote was taken in the Senate to kind of open the door for this reconciliation process. Uh, might not come in at $1.9 trillion, but given that that passed with Vice President Kamala Harris casting that vote and uh, kind of allowing the doors to be open to the reconciliation process, we're going to get something big. It might not be that huge number, but we're going to get the, uh, something relatively big that the, the president has wanted now. That's true. And with this reconciliation, you don't need two thirds vote. You don't need, uh, you just need a little majority. You just need 51. That 51st person can come from the vice president. Uh, I think the numbers are going to come in a little smaller than the 1.9. As the administration, as the Federal Reserve, as the Economic Council of Advisors see the economy opening up a little bit more, there's, we could say, all right, we don't need as much as 1.9. They're going to back off of that number. Uh, there's still a lot of areas that need help, small business, nonprofits. Uh, there's people that are still struggling uh, who, who are self-employed. So we want to make sure that those are the kinds of things that get taken care of in the next stimulus package. In this stimulus package, one of the headliners has been the the $1,400 checks to make it $2,000 with the $600 that people got over the holidays. Um, It sounds like they're starting to tighten it a little bit as far as the window of who would be eligible. I've seen some proposals that would bring it down to $100,000, couples that make $100,000, and we'll see where it comes in. But it also strikes me, it sounds like right now they'll continue to use your 2019 tax info there wasn't a pandemic in 2019. Is there a way they should start focusing on what you made in 2020? Because that's when the damage happened. So if you're going to exclude somebody because they made $120,000 in 2019, but they lost their job in May of 2020, is there a way we could do better? for If you want to target the aid to where it should go, which I understand the concerns, shouldn't we be looking at 2020? Matt, you are being very logical. (laughs) And it's true, you are. You're doing, you're thinking the right way. When we're dealing with state governments and federal governments, and and it's just one of the things I've observed, um, they don't have the most up-to-date systems when it comes to IT and computers. And part of that is because money's always been put into schools, public safety, uh, roads, highways, bridges, making sure that they're they're clear, as we had last week uh, with the snowstorm. So, IT, up, updating your, your uh, infrastructure of, of computers is always the last thing to be done in any size of government. I think they should use 2020. Uh, I'm also seeing that I think the, let me go back to our last point. I think that the money is going to be less stimulus because they're seeing that people aren't spending it as quick or it's not getting as quick to the people uh, that need it or deserve it. There's, there's, you know, roadblocks all the time. There's going, there's going to be uh, snafus. Uh, So I think the stimulus package, it'd be nice to see it done for the year 2020 basis as your wages for any more stimulus packages that are being done. Remember, we keep adding to the debt. I'm not making like you and I have talked about it at nauseum. We realize there's debt, uh, but 
I'm looking at some numbers that are that are pretty good. So if we can continue into the summer, I think you and I will be on the beach this summer having a good time. <laughs> I saw something interesting, uh, something called the Treasury Yield Curve. And an article I read said that this pointed to good economic times ahead. Before we talk about what it's saying right now, take me into one of your Economics 101 classes. What is a Treasury Yield Curve? Well, in, in economics and financial terms, your, your yield curve shows the interest rate that's associated with what they call different lengths of a particular instrument, like a treasury bill. And it's been increasing since August of last year. So if that's the case, eventually it's going to make it to what we call the retail markets, which means places like Vanguard, Fidelity, mutual fund companies, uh, even your credit unions and your banks. And I think eventually you're going to see some of these banks offer longer term CDs at a higher rate, obviously, than a three month or a six month. That may be good for somebody who's looking for a safe investment. The the yield curve also going up shows some good signs in the economy is improving. And that's what we want to see as well. Your short term rates are going to be low. Uh, The good thing about low interest rates, it's very good for borrowing. You and I, let's say, refinance your home, maybe take a home equity loan, uh, car loans, all those kinds of things. And if I'm reading it correctly, it says the yield curve it's, it's, is now is at its steepest level since May of 2017. And to your point, steepening curve usually means good things for the economy. That's correct. Uh, last year, I would say during the pandemic and even 2019, that yield curve was going all over the place. It was hard to follow it. Uh, this is like a ski slope right now, what we're seeing. Uh, I think we almost hit our apex. I don't think it's going to come back down. I think it's going to level off. I, I think it's it's fine. I That's another sign of the economy uh, will be on the rebound because people are looking at long-term rates. There's been a lot of talk about the idea of canceling some student loan debt. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of people hampered with a lot of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars depending upon what path you've taken it's something the president's spoken about it's something a lot of democrats have spoken about do you think we will see something in this direction where uh, some number would be we'd be canceled maybe across the board and is that good economic policy not from a political standpoint but from an economic standpoint could that be something that helps stimulate the economy as well Well, a couple things uh, could happen here. I think there's going to be a cap on the student loan debt, meaning uh, they're going to forgive $50,000, no more than that. Um, You know, even a state school for four years as a commuter could be at least $50,000, if not more. So it's not going to erase all the debt. I think the debt is closer to a trillion dollars, if not more. There's about 36 million uh, borrowers on the student debt right now. Not all of them will be forgiven. From the uh, and we take away anything that has to do with policy or anything has to do with uh, that kind of thing. Uh, it would stimulate the economy, number one. But number two, it's going to we got to figure out how we're going to pay for that debt. Is there going to be a, a special tax? Is it going to be an internet tax? Is it going to be a tax on marijuana? You know, all those things that we've talked about in the past. Uh, are we going to look for? Uh, internet tax on on casino gambling, all those kinds of things from those companies that we see advertised all the time. The money's going to have to come from somewhere as opposed to being added to the debt. Uh, And I think think it's going to be a long time before we see this pass. I think this is going to be a big argument for the next six months. 
That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. 